As a giver, how do you get ready for the day so you don't feel depleted? Is there a way to connect with your emotions to help yourself stay steady and feel center as you start a new day of giving? I don't know about you, but one day I might wake up happy and joyful and full of energy and another day I'm stressed or tired or sad or frustrated. And my life is fairly rhythmic with little variations. Therefore, I cannot really attribute my morning emotions to external triggers or changes in my diet or whatever. Gone are the days when I could just blame other people or my food or my variations during the day for changing my emotional state. And it became apparent to me that even with a regular rhythm and state, there's something internally that also changes all the time. And I love the poet. I don't know if you heard it, The Guest House by Rumi. He said so eloquently in his, he starts his poem with this, this being human is a guest house, every morning a new arrival. And after a night of sleep, emotions in the morning can have certain messages. They can feel a little bit either out of the blue or chaotic, but usually there's something underneath it that we want to pay attention. And many times it has to do with unmet needs. And if you recognize yourself in what I'm saying right now, I have a few quick ideas on how to start this inner conversation, which might help you take small but steady steps towards feeling more self-regulated and in the morning and just have a sense of being ready for a preparation and for a life and a day of being altruistic and giving to others. So this way, we can move actually slowly, allowing the sense of flow and steadiness on emotional level and feeling more centered before we hit the ground running and help others. So one of the pillars in my framework and renewal is heart, our emotions. I don't mean the physical heart, although I'm sure our doctors will be very happy if we're thinking of our physical heart. And I'm talking that this time about our emotions. And it does help in order to be self-regulated and stay grounded to really listen to our emotions and to the message underneath that and see, are there any needs that are unmet? And instead of trying to push them aside, and I'll give you this example. Have you ever played in water and try to hide the beach ball and so you can have some fun or hide it from others to only see it popping up when you least expected it? It works, right, for a while to push that beach ball under the water, but eventually our muscles can give in and let go of the ball, and we only see the beach ball springing into the air with much greater force. So it's the same with our emotions. Emotions actually have an intelligence on their own, and you might have heard this before about emotional intelligence and whatnot. Emotions have an intelligence that is different than our logical cause-effect mind intelligence. Emotions have bring messages. It's like little children, you know, they have a message and they keep wanting something and they keep wanting something and they'll keep asking us about that one thing until we either give it to them or we explain to them that it's just not possible. It's the same thing inside. Emotions bring valuable messages from the inner world, 
or in response to the outer world. And those messages usually are around needs of our body, our mind, or they express secret longings from our soul level, from our deep buried wisdom. So what can we do in the morning to connect with our emotions and establish a sense of presence and flow and grounding, no matter what our emotions are? We can actually start by asking simple questions such as, how is my heart doing this morning? One of my great friends taught me this. She was always asking me this question every time we met. She said, how is your heart? And as a person who used to be in my head for decades, do you recognize yourself in this? If, if it's you, you're not alone. I've lived that way for decades. I was always surprised that just by asking that question, an answer usually popped in very quickly. It was like, oh, I'm happy or sad or nervous or frustrated or disappointed with myself or others or joyful or filled with gratitude or wonder or curiosity. Now, if you do not habitually do this, or if you don't habitually know more a lot about your emotions, or maybe you're too scared of them because when they come, they're too intense, I suggest to really start slow and go very slow. Be cautious, take small steps, and always ask for help from trusted friends and mentors, family members, counselors, coaches, doctors, etc. But if you do want to try, here are a few steps to consider. So first step, as I mentioned, you can ask yourself the same way we ask a friend, you know, how are you doing? We can ask inside in our heart, how, how is my heart? Hi, friend, how are you doing? The second step will be to ask if the, we have any unmet needs. So do I need anything? And is there a way that I can take care of myself today? Are there any small steps that I can take today to fulfill those needs? Maybe we have, and you might have physical needs, food, water, exercise, rest. It is amazing how powerful actually your body is and how powerfully it can impact our emotions without sometimes even knowing it. I might be grouchy and frustrated. And all there is, is I might be low on sugar, or I might be dehydrated and I might need water. But sometimes the needs could be on a total different level, more an emotional level, connecting with others, feeling seen, having safe boundaries, having the need to express our identity, our will, our sense of creativity in the world and uniqueness. Maybe there's a need to feel appreciated or feel loved, or to love, or even larger, the need to connect with the universe, this longing to connect with the infinite, with God, with our ultimate reality. And if there are some steps to take that day or that morning, what about taking those small steps? But if not, what can we do instead? From my experience and working with thousands and thousands of people, it is actually impossible to have all our needs met all the time. This might sound strange, or maybe not. Maybe it sounds natural to you. But we actually cannot chase our needs all the time. That's part of our culture, what's happening, and the message that's brought forth in our 21st century, that we can fulfill all our needs at all time. And because we're so much in flux, it becomes a never-ending journey. 
So at times, actually, our needs might not be met. And it's part of our journey to find the right balance between knowing when and how to fulfill our needs and when and how to just be kind to ourselves and with others when we cannot. And it's at that moment that we can actually send compassion, appreciation, love to ourselves, and really acknowledging the reality that sometimes our needs might not be met, but we don't have to be frustrated or angry or mad with ourselves. We can send that compassion and appreciation inside. And doing this in our spiritual traditions are sending this message, our psychological world is sending this message that sending appreciation, compassion, and love to ourselves not in an indulging way, but in the same way we'd send it to a friend as part of our shared humanity. It's actually very helpful and can go a long way. So I'll leave you with that. And I wish you a wonderful week. And until next time, I wish you just a blessed week filled with presence and experimentation in trying to get to know and grow the discernment of when to meet our needs and when not. And first of all, finding what our needs are. So until next time, goodbye for now.